can I just talk briefly about the preposterousness of weddings? You, yes, you can. It is adjacent to our topic. I'm quite fond. What is? Absolutely nothing. Carry on. Yeah, I'm quite fond of a good wedding. Mm-hmm. You know, it's kind of fun, like open bar, that sort of thing. You know, like if if you can get open bar drunk with strangers, that's just generally it's generally an interesting time. Yeah, that, that's always good. But I think every single wedding, I get this sort of this sort of sensation closest to closest to the way I can describe it is homesickness, I think, or fear. Between the ceremony and the wedding breakfast, which is inevitably a very early dinner. <laughs> a dinner too early to have had lunch. Yes. So you'll have you'll have the ceremony at one, and then there will be two 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 and two hours to an hour and a half of hanging out in a loud room with people you don't know whilst not enough champagne is there. Yeah, it's it's brutal. It's and there's there's the, how many cigarettes can I smoke? During this time, no, more than is normal or good for you. Yeah, I, I, I like as a man who smokes two to three cigarettes a day. I had six yeah. in that in that half hour period. <laughs> Chain smoking. It oh is... no, I've got to go outside. Uh, they won't let me smoke in here. Not my fault. Oh, not my fault. Uh, <laughs> who are you? Bye. Bye. And then just yeah, stop dead in the doorway and smoke cigarettes. <laughs> And it also gives you a wonderful way of coming back into a room and not going back to that group. My favourite If you want to change random people you're talking to just to see if you get lucky. It's also like it's it's a really good way of uh, like even even if you even even if you're just with your friends, I can recommend this. So like you, if you go along to a to 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 a mixed social engagement, so you've got some friends of yours, some friends of other people, that sort of thing, you know, like maybe like a board games meet or something. Mm -hmm. Get in, put your stuff down. Say hello, buy a drink, and then immediately leave and have a cigarette. Because at that point, if you just turn up and sit down, everyone's like, "Oh, so how are you?" or "Who are you?" And it's always very awkward because like, away the, from us. Stop! I, why have you sat down at our table every week with this shit? You can't play. This isn't your board games night. We're not even playing a board game. Please put away Monopoly. This is a baby shower. <laughs> this, sir, this is a funeral home. <laughs> You're dead. You're, you've, you've been dead for ten years since the accident. Let it um, go. Let it go. Let it, let it go. Um, but at that point, if you leave, it's a bit like announcing yourself in the manner of uh, of, of an old timey uh, party announcer, where they come in and be like, mm, "So Grant of Howard." <laughs> and everyone, and everyone will be like, "Oh, oh have, have, have Lord of the Three Realms, Duke of Elves," and <laughs> the, and then I'd, and then like you go away and you've been introduced. Whereas if you go away and you buy a drink and you have a cigarette, you come back and everyone's having a nice conversation, which you can try and slip into again. Yeah. Rather than now and like my name's Grant and I'm here to say, and you have to sort of do the you know the dance off circle. <laughs> I do social interactions in a different way. <laughs> yes. That's 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 the main reason why I drink and smoke, is so I don't have to talk to people, but I'm allowed to talk to people afterwards. Yes, it's so handy. Mm, I don't even like cigarettes. I'm, I, I, I do, and I'm addicted to them, which is a problem. I, I kept giving up halfway through my cigarettes yesterday. Like, oh, this is gross, and just throwing it away. <laughs> I'm just going to stand in the rain for another three to four minutes. I can't wait. Oh, God, it's just, yeah. 
It was. It was. It was. It. It, it were a lovely service. It was, oh. a lovely, it was a lovely ceremony. Were it touching and emotional? Um. Yeah. Yeah. There was. You know. There was a very short speech which they managed to wedge a uh, a lot of feeling into, which is how I want it. <laughs> I don't, I'm I don't... sad. Thank you. <laughs> to to the groom's family, to the bride's family, to the bridesmaids, to the groomsmen, to the windows. To the walls, till to the, the sweat, sweat trips down, down my balls. Ah, uh, skeet, skeet, motherfucker. Ah, <laughs> uh, skeet, skeet, That's the next speech I'm doing. Amen. Should we start the show? Yeah. Hello and welcome to episode 100 of Hearty Nice Friends. We're actually doing 100, is this it? We're do- this yeah, is we're doing 100. You know, we're just going to do a normal episode. We're just, we're just, just like gloss over, like, yeah, whatevs. Yeah, whatevs. We're just, we're whatevs just cool Karen. about it, man. We're, 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 we're daddy's cool. Daddy cools? We're daddy's cool. We're as we cool are as cool. daddy's. The we source. are cool daddies. <laughs> and also, we've had, honestly, we've had quite a lot of episode 100s now. Yeah, we can't we can't really keep can't stretching pretend. it out. We could think of anything special enough. And to be honest with you, every time I listen to a podcast and they break the format for episode 100, it's generally not very good. <laughs> it's a bit like every time I listen to a podcast and they bring on a special guest, I'm like, ah, oh, well, I hope there wasn't anything interesting in that section because I'm sure as fuck not listening to it. <laughs> skip 10 seconds, skip 10 seconds, skip 10 seconds. I just, I just like, the only reason I listen to podcasts is so I can pretend the people on the program are my friends. Yes, and if you are doing a if they are doing a live show and they have thousands of friends laughing oh. Americanly at all their jokes, no, thank you. You're not special anymore. They don't love you. It's like that. That's that strange One Direction song. Uh, you don't know you're beautiful. That's what. That's what makes you beautiful. I see. I had like I have to sort of get myself in a headspace where I feel that the people who I, anyway, like my, Griffin McElroy is singing only to you, only to me with his beautiful voice. <laughs> 13 octaves above where it needs to be. <laughs> My body quivering. <laughs> Eyes popping like grapes and running down my face. Like a cartoon sexually aroused wolf. <laughs> but with all the physiological difficulties that would happen. Yes, that would okay, cause. It's, it's awful. Grabbing at, grabbing at my overextended tongue. <laughs> Desperately trying to push it back into your mouth before you expire. Mm. So yeah, we're doing a normal episode. That's us, yep. That's us. A perfectly normal episode. Um, we are going to carry on faffing about with the new format, which is to have half advice, half game design, because that's a bit of fun. Yeah. You know? That's some um, lovely I've, suggestions. I've, what I've done is I've tried to pick questions this week mm-hmm. that very much don't have an answer of just talk to your players. Mm. Um, because we've been through this, people. It's just talk to them. Um, well, yeah. I'm going to keep reiterating that until everybody's on the same level. Just hey, talk to them. Hey, wait a sec, Chris. Is that our sign off for our podcast? Just talk to them. Yeah, because we have we don't have a sign off, and it's been a hundred episodes. Well, there we go. That's the special treat for episode one hundred. We now have a sign off that you probably we, won't listen to. We now have a format. <laughs> yeah, because it comes after the Patreon shit. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and a lot of people still use the mixing effect on podcasts, where it kind of fades into the next one. <laughs> Go on, ask me a question. Owen asks, favourite science fiction RPGs? I like 
Doom Patrol. Doom Patrol. That sounds is, very Flash Gordon. It is. It's very Flash Gordon. Uh, you pick uh, one half of your character is like a robot or an alien or a an adventurer, and the other half is your class. So you could be a pilot or you could be a uh, a non-pilot character, a fighter, ah, an a engineer. non-pilot, pilot or non-pilot. That's my favorite distinction of human. That's 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 my that's my space RPG coming up. You have two skills: pilot and non-pilot. <laughs> And I think it's a really fun, uh, snacky way of getting into the of of approaching sci-fi because I get really scared off hard sci-fi. The softer you can make sci-fi, the better. In fact, Lasers and Feelings, which uses precisely the same uh, method of generating characters, uh, is one page is is one page long. And I think actually is responsible for the one page RPG movement. No, it was I'm going to say. Up. No, I'm in the airtime. Mate, I'm taking the credit, <laughs> but um, no, that is very fair. Ladies and feelings is a is a masterpiece of games design, and I have a lot of fun with it. How about you? So my favourite is like real answer. Mm-hmm. Mothership's very good. Oh, Mothership is very good. It's uh, legit pretty good. But the one I'm actually going to talk about is far better in its own mm-hmm. special way, which is Moonhop. 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 I was trying to remember the name of this RPG before the podcast and it's been a good 10 minutes <laughs> just going to grant moon 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 it got quite unsettling like he was having a stroke <laughs> it went on too long yeah was the I issue. like it um, but moon hop is a hack for into the odd but a great game well. um, and it is funny as hell mm. um, you can play cuttle folk uh, a chimney sweep a jump dwarf. Jump jump dwarfs. Obviously, you need a good jump dwarf. Um, you can have a class that's false prophet. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you can be like a skeleton, a skeleton clockwork, or a skeleton bee. <laughs> I I love how how little of um, moon jump jump moon. What's it called again? Moon hop. How I love how little of moon hop is explained. Yeah, yeah. So it's all over the place. Um, and it's just like, oh, your arm's off. Oh no, now you'll have to just be a bee again. It's a it's a good version of Tales from the Floating Vagabond. Yes, and like on the mishap table, there's vomit one d six gallons of spiders. <laughs> That's quite the mishap, <laughs> right? Is that is is that like on the eating spiders table? <laughs> no, it's just it's just the, the the magic mishap. Okay, magic, yeah, rather than like, oh, you know what, I don't think I'm going to be able to pick this lock. Like, <laughs> like there's magic light show. Viewers must, must charisma save to do anything sight-related. Or the even better, unexist for D6 rounds. Unexist? Mm-hmm. Delicious. Yes, then, then the, that, that is a bevy of, of sci-fi games. I think, I think that uh, Mothership is definitely worth picking up. Moonhop yeah, is, for sure. it free? is free? Moonhop's free, um, but you get more out of it if you know Into the Odd. Mm. Um, so and it's then, worth picking up a copy of Into the Odd and this. Of course, Dark Heresy. <laughs> one of one of uh, our Discord users did a did a rundown of the skills list recently on Twitter mm-hmm. uh, at JP on Twitter, and it's worth it's worth reading. 
Because it's like, ah, you've separated knowledge into common and forbidden. That's nice. You've got these two silos of information. Hang on, there's 11 of these and 14 of those? <laughs> yeah, there are, yeah. What? <laughs> yeah, it's um, Dark Heresy is a cluster fudge. It's all over I, the shop. I, I love it. I love the setting. I love how... I, I love how daft the Imperium of Man is, mm. um, but I I cannot I cannot ever endorse anyone playing Dark Heresy again. Whereas honestly, it, um, Wrath and Glory came out what yesterday, day before. Oh, is it out now? Like in physical, it's been out in PDF for ah, a while. Okay, yeah. Um, and that's not a bad system. No, it's pretty snacky. It ticks along. Um, and it has possibly the greatest starting campaign, like campaign seed I've ever heard of for a Warhammer game. Go on. So, you is all orcs. I'm in. Uh, it's good, isn't it? Um, mm. And you're on a space hulk, as you do as an orc. Yeah. And like a rock hits it. Oh, no. And the bit that you and your mates are in falls off and lands on oh, the planet. Oh, no. With no orcs on it. So, oh, you're like, God. well, shit, what do we do? I know, let's start a war. <laughs> That's beautiful. So, you have to, you have to just, like, five-man war around this planet and try and find some more orcs That's and like lovely. all i can imagine is just like an enormously violent version of the wizard of oz mm. like as you're dancing along the yellow big road of murder yeah it's, a, it's, up, it's, it's red now yeah yeah the, 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 the bloody red road um and like picking up a mech instead of the tin man it is always fun to do an orc voice yeah and also doubly fun to do a goblin voice. Sorry, Gretchen. Grot? Grot. Grot. Grot is the, Grot. Uh, the yeah. term. There's a stimulus down here. Sort of over here, boss. Goblins are up here. Goblins. Goblins, hello. I've got a hat. Fancy hey. boots. I've got bells on me shoes. And orcs are, are gravelly cockneys. I, yeah. Orcs are football hooligans. Yep. And there is no other there is no other voice an orc can have. It's impossible. Actually, very quickly, can we just workshop some alternate voices for orcs? I'm not sure that's that's okay. Like, I mean, that, is that not mocking their true voice that is gravelly cockney? Well, I, mean, I don't think that's 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 their true voice. That's just can, games can, we, can, we like, can we like workshop some new voices for the French? Yeah, sure. I don't think we can, Grant. I don't think it's okay. Binger. <laughs> Binger? That's, that's not even a word. That's <laughs> how it's pronounced. <laughs> you, you abduring bins. <clears throat> All right, fine. Sorry, I just, I just think that maybe, maybe we could have Russian orcs. Can you try me a Russian orc? I actually think that'd be interesting. Uh, of, uh, 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 no, kind of. <laughs> no, like Dmitri. Hang on, hang on. So, so, orcs is like this, right? Yeah, big, big, strong orcs on a rock. Yeah, all right. And then what we want to do is bring some Russian into this. Hey, Dimitri. Just sounding more and more Slavic, like I want to crouch outside a, a building and drink from a bottle. Adidas. Adidas. What is that watchword? I don't think it's working for me, you know. It's not, no. No, okay, let's move Let's drop this before we get into serious trouble. Hello, I'm here from Podcast Police. <laughs> knock, 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 hello. <laughs> I have a question for you. I will answer it to the best of my ability. Tiberian Pun writes in and asks, I'm writing a small bestiary, and naming things is hard. What's a good name for giant mosquitoes other than giant mosquitoes? 
Macrophelles? Fellies. Uh, I, I, I don't know how to pronounce it. Anopheles or Anopheles is the name of a, is, is the name of a mosquito. I'm just I'm googling it now, but are you, okay. you miles ahead of me? Um, no, I recently read a really good um, trail of Cthulhu adventure called The Mother of Malaria. Okay. Um, which is obviously dealing with mosquitoes, um, mm-hmm. and Anopheles is a is a big part, is a big word that's used a lot in that. So I knew mm. that one. Um, so Macrophelles would be a big mosquito, I guess. So interesting enough, the word mosquito is uh, from Spanish. So is mosca, which means fly, and the, and the diminutive ito. So tiny fly. Yeah, Spanish for the little fly. So it's a it's a little Spanish fly. <laughs> yeah. Um, so rather than mosquito, you'd need the Spanish um, exaggerator. So, mus grande. <laughs> Mosca grande. I'm okay with that, actually. That's, that's not... That's, I'm trying to think, like, the other words, they've got um, the culicidae is the, is the family. From Latin, culex, meaning gnat. So I, th- I think culex is quite a good word. Yeah. Something cu- like... like Culexus, culexus, that's, a, that's an assassin, isn't it? Yes, the culexus assassin. The, uh, you can also have uh, ma- macru- Maculex, the Maculex, mm. or Macrulex, as like a Maculex. very big mix. The Maculex. Now, I don't think giant insects can fly super well. No. So you're going to have to give it some sort of jetpack, <laughs> or a very good, a very good helicopter hat, or Just like some strap-on wings, like wooden zi- ones that they flap with their legs too. Yeah, or just, a just, just like, other, like give it like a plastic bag parachute that jumps off stuff. <laughs> like those toys you used to get as a kid, which is just like an army man with a sheet of plastic strapped to him. It was a weird toy, that. Because you just, it, it's just a man you could throw out of windows. Because you can do that, too, you can do that without the parachute on. <laughs> yes, and it will be fine. Like, I don't. The 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 biggest equivalent for me of that I think was the was the polystyrene planes you'd build. Oh, hate those things with the elastic and band. You like wind up. You could wind up an elastic band if you'd like, and like they had little like aerolons and foils and what have you, and a little propeller on the front, and you'd throw them, and like you'd build it, and it would go further than just throwing the packet. Or it would it would either it would either work wonderfully, or you throw it really hard, and it would instantly one eighty and smack you in the face. Hundred mm-hmm, percent. Those are the two like, options. Yeah, and and like it would break yeah, on your face. It would hurt you and then destroy itself just to piss you off. But at least I can sort of see a measure of engineering and wonder of building a thing which flies, mm-hmm. as opposed to throwing a little man out of a window, and he's safe. He's gonna be safe anyway. So when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. I campaigned for a number of months to acquire an action man. An action man. I required an action man when I was young. I, I require a man of action. Yes. I need yeah. a hero. So I, re- I remember a friend of mine actually had Eagle Eyes Action Man, where Whoa. you could, you, you had a little switch in the back of his head and made him look left or right, which was made him look made him look shifty. <laughs> yeah, like a dun, man behind dun, the dun. But the one I finally got after months of pleading and casually leaving an Argus catalogue open, um, I had a zip line. Oh. He had a backpack with like a cannon on it that fired a sticky dart Mm -hmm. 
and then you'd push his backpack against it, click a button, and he'd zip down the zipline. Ah, in theory. No, he, he did it every time. It was genuinely wow. pretty good. That's pretty cool. However, it was about a foot of cable. Oh. So not really, like, it was only good it for getting worked, next door. <laughs> but it was not worth it. <laughs> did you have I to, like, attach it to upset. both? Yeah. No, thank, thankfully my father is fairly crafty um, and made me a very long zip line oh, that's, that that's would go from my bedroom window down to the tree at the bottom of our garden. Where you lost the action, man. <laughs> and, and it was, like, tied on. And, and the, the zip line thing itself was just a hook. So this mm. was a permanent fixture in our garden. <laughs> this zip line that just went down. And just occasionally I'd just be like, hook him on. See you later, action man. Later. Bored of that now. <laughs> I guess I'll walk back and walk and get you. Yeah, that's too far away. I'm not playing with that. I'm always, I'm always impressed by the level of... Uh, so there are only so many, so many mechanics you can attach to action figures. Mm-hmm. You know, there are so many, only so many actions you can make them do. And I'm impressed at the level of um, non-canon Spider-Man toys who have rocket launchers. <laughs> it's like deadly arsenals. Yeah, and like huge bullets firing out of a motorcycle. It's like, I don't remember that bit in Spider-Man. Yeah, just I like guess... a handgun and a knife. <laughs> <laughs> this, this is this is um, exclusive dirty bomb, Peter Parker. <laughs> Who's going, to, who, who's going to detonate this fun, dirty bomb in Times Square unless it demands a met? What? This is Sarin Spider Girl. <laughs> ask what me was, a question, Chris. Uh, well, I'm going to ask you a, que- a related question to that now. What was your What was your favourite toy as a kid? What was the best toy you ever got? I got a periscope. I really liked. Oh, that was pretty good. Cool. I got a periscope, which let me look up things. I um, I had. Presumably, look over things. Yeah, okay. yeah, um, and like, not like it gave me a foot and a half of reach with my eyes. It wasn't brilliant, but I was. <laughs> you were a big boy as well, I assume. I yeah, I was about I was about six foot two from yeah. from, from from birth onwards. <laughs> Just looking over roofs. I let me have a think. I'll edit it down. Okay, because I know. Yeah, not what, not, not not your lost action man. <laughs> not the lost action man. No, the best thing I ever got, which dates me wonderfully, was uh, the Jeep thing that they start off the film Jurassic Park in. Oh, okay. That Did red it come and with, like, green a like camo Dern? thing, and that had a rocket launcher on the back, just like in the film. <laughs> no, no, no. Bear with me here because this is genuinely <laughs> fairly cool, and you'd shoot these like long thin grey rockets mm-hmm. at the dinosaur models mm-hmm. but as the model hit, as the rocket hit something the mm-hmm. internal chamber flicked to red ah. because it was collecting their blood that is cool like that's like I was actually doing like biology missions yeah that's that's, that's a fun or like I'm just like very long winded murders <laughs> yeah just fire it again we need another two pints and it'll die Jeff Goldblum needs some Velociraptor blood, otherwise he won't come on set. <laughs> otherwise he can't come. We, had, we tried to tell him the dinos weren't real, <laughs> but he would not listen. <laughs> the, the only way Jeff Goldblum can finish is if he's covered in the blood of a dead species. Yeah, yeah. That's, 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 why, that's why he doesn't have many children. You heard it here first. Mm, that's fact. Come at us, Jeff. He doesn't seem litigious. <laughs> he doesn't seem like he listens to this. <laughs> 
let's be honest here. That is more Unless accurate. Unless he has a really stringent team of checkers just going around and saying, does somebody mention Jeff? We'll have him. What was your favourite toy then? I remember uh, there was a uh, it was a Power Rangers. I was quite into Power Rangers when I was a kid. And I remember there was there was a there was like the proper Voltron form up by all like you bought the you bought like the robots and then the mm-hmm. robots would transform into the big Voltron. And I remember wanting that so hard and never receiving it. <laughs> so I think and like a hundred percent behind my behind my my parents' decision not to not to even entertain the purchase. Very wise. That is at that the end is why. Like my what all you dad, end up with is a Power Ranger at the end of a garden on a zip line that you haven't touched in months. <laughs> A sad, mouldy power, power ranger up a tree. Yeah. Um, but uh, my dad mainly did a good line in second-hand uh, video games consoles. That's that's so, a fairly solid youth, honestly. Yeah. So that was pretty good. So I remember I got a I got a uh, I got a Nintendo sixty four with Mario Kart, and that was hugely exciting. That yeah. was a big deal for me. That is important. But I didn't. I don't really remember. I'm really, really sorry. I don't remember having like a toy no, that I really like. There was like there was teddy bears that I liked, but I don't remember having like a toy that was like, oh cool. Oh, I got this toy. It's okay. I mean, some of us, some of us just didn't have a good childhood as, as, as the others. That's okay. That's. I mean, that's that's entirely fair. I mean, um, and like I've, I've I've outgrown that now, and I simply um, custom make toy soldiers. Yep. Uh, and spend hours painting them, and then put them in a box and never look at them again. <laughs> Like an action man. <laughs> like an action man stuck to a tree. Now, do you want another question? Or do you want to go to the Twitter list that you so beautifully sorted for us this morning? Mm, mm. Yes, let's move on. Because the, okay. the, the, the other two questions we've got are self-indulgent or um, not no. funny. <laughs> <laughs> no, they're, they're good questions. It's not funny. So, yes, um, let's, let's move over. To the game design portion of the, of the of the podcast, do the jingle. Oh, it's time to make the games come out. <laughs> They're in our flesh, and it's a nightmare for us all. Burrowing out like bot flies, it's games. <laughs> or a tiny horrid owl. Zalamar writes in and says, "Ham dodgers." <laughs> So I'm imagining this as a. Uh, I'd like to have this as a VR game. Okay. Uh, not not a tabletop game because like, as far as tabletop goes, I mean I can see like a reverse hungry hippos. <laughs> so <laughs> I guess <laughs> where a sequence of hippopotamuses regurgitate vast white balls into the, <laughs> into the delta. No, it's, it's just it's just full hippos, <laughs> satiated satiated hippos. And you have to stop them from eating ham or they'll be sick. <laughs> if I eat another thing, I shall puke. I'd love to see a hippo eating a big ham. That's a really big I don't think it's though, like, the biggest ham you've got is a pig, right? Yeah, hippos are bigger, aren't they? And hippos want... are a lot bigger. Yeah, I want... Well, like, it would be kind of fun, like, driving past a hippo in a Jurassic Park-style jeep and casually lobbing a ham to it that it just <laughs> chomps down. There, Montgomery, enjoy your time with the ham. I <laughs> thanks, sir. I would like I would like to have the capacity to have. So I I put on my VR rig. I grab my HTC Vive controls, strap on my haptic feedback, etc. You know, get in my Assassin's Creed the movie style haptic rig. Yeah. Um, and then um, a a large man arrives on the screen, <laughs> and like 
by large, I mean, I'm thinking like between seven and ten feet tall. Okay. Um, and like like towering over me. I'm imagining he, them dressed as a butcher. I was imagining him dressed as a butler, but I like butcher. Like now, the apron, no shirt, lots of hair. Mm, the hat. Yeah, could do. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Um, this is becoming increasingly frog croakly. But you were you were in a pit, and then this man, this man looks down and intones the one word which is which which signals this time for the game to begin, which is ham. And then he starts throwing hams down into uh, into the pit, uh, and it's up to you to get out of the way or parry those hams. So they're mo- they're moving incredibly quickly. If you can grab them out of the air or pick them up from the ground, then you can form a sort of ham shield. Then you can have them. Uh, but if you get beamed by the ham, then you're out of the game. So it's kind of like a, like meat saber rather than beat saber. Do you think that there's that this is like a world beating title? Do you think this is going to stand up to Eleanor Rigby Simulator and Panda Romancer? Sadly, no. I think that this is the throwaway free game you get with the VR unit with the ham add-on. Yeah. Obviously, <laughs> this is with the charcuterie board. With Nintendo's ham peripheral. <laughs> Real ham feel. <laughs> this is moist. And then Shigeru Miyamoto just nods <laughs> in, in a sight-like manner. Yes. And then he pulls out a mini version from his pocket and just gently rubs it like a rabbit foot. <laughs> and then places it back in. Is that, is that for luck, Miyamoto-san? No. <laughs> just no words, just a shake of the head. <laughs> um, give me one then. So my current favourite is from Sam Streeter, which is mm-hmm. Book Roulette. Okay. Um, so at the moment, like the immediately that what comes to mind is just you try and read a Cormac McCarthy novel and not shoot yourself. Right. Okay. Bridge to Terabithia. Yeah, like a really, really sad a, novel. Not really a game. To say, wow, Russian roulette's technically a game. That well, there's there's odds in that one. It's it's, it's a multiplayer experience, whereas well, everyone's sitting down have, to read have... the road with a loaded so... gun in the middle of the table. <laughs> <laughs> Too many people have gone that way. It's just a copy of the Bell Jar. <laughs> um, no, there's, so there's six books with all blank covers, right? And in the middle, there's a revolver, right? One of them all says, the chambers filled with a bullet. Okay, yeah. And what you have to do is pick a book and read it completely. Right. You win if you walk away from the table. I, I guess there's some sort of test to prove you read the book. Yeah. Well, no, they can watch you read it. It's a very slow game. It's also then... VR. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's like one of those old um, uh, games they had on like the original Xbox Live. Where there's like a quiz show with a hundred people connected yes. at the same time. It's yes. that, and they all have to watch you read that book in real time. I'm not. I worry this is this is even less fun than Ham Dodger. Oh, this isn't a game. This is this is a this is a way of, of really hurting people. I don't it's like. a kind of social experiment. It's just me being vindictive. A punishment. Yes. Is it, is it something you do in exchange, like for doing a crime? Yes, or like taking their memories of their childhood friends. Okay. That sort of trade. Um, Adam Salnorth writes in, Sul, how do you pronounce A with an umlaut over it? Difficultly. Difficultly? That's not a word. Adam Sailboat North writes in and says, only fools and horses the RPG. I see. 
So what and, you've got there, mm-hmm. what you've got there is um, The Simpsons Hit and Run with a new skin on it. That's <laughs> not an RPG. No. <laughs> okay, yeah. But that's yeah, what's yeah. just come to mind. Mm. I was I was imagining more like basically a fiasco play set. That could work actually. But like like you'd have like you you pr- probably like two players. You'd have like Del Boy and Rodney mm-hmm. as the as the only really two characters the only characters who really did things. Yeah, I mean there was the man who abused his wife. Yeah. The man who said Marlene all the time. Oh yes, that was well. There, there, there was Trigger, and the idiot, the old man. And the abuser, the, the figured, famous tarot of... I figured they're summons. Okay, like personas. Like, yeah, so like, so like, like you can summon Grandad, and he and he he has like a special. Talks about the war and unloads a handgun. <laughs> unloads a Webby revolver. <laughs> like I was, I, I was seriously considering this as a as a, as a sort of like a. Fast style game, which you used to recreate the vibe of British sitcoms of the seventies and eighties. Yeah, like running away from the policeman that you know. Yeah, or like, like, like you're looking at like Dad's Army, Hello, Hello, that vibe of things. Try and get that that rhythm mm-hmm. of jokes in there. However, I really like your idea of Persona Six, which is set in eighties London in yeah. Peckham, and you play Del Boy, Del Boy San. Um, and he's just got a great idea for turban helmets <laughs> and doesn't quite understand the base concept of why people wear turbans I just I just think that, that like, if, if, if Grandad's special is unloading a, his service revolver directly into the faces of an unlooking crowd we need to have some, we need to have more of a combat element so what's Del Boy fighting oh that's true is it like department stores I think it's gentrification Yes, he's fighting the agents of gentrification, or the gentlemen, as they're known. Yes. Mm. And they arrive, and you and you play. Uh, it's like I don't want to say post-apocalypse, but like maybe apocalypse, apocalypse. So like, if the gentlemen win, everything's going to go to hell. Well, everything is going to turn to Starbucks. Yes, which is which is bad for Del Boy because he just wants he wants a polystyrene cup of char. Exactly, because like if, if if the gentlemen win, the entirety of Peckham. It's mm-hmm. just going to be cafes and bistros, and everything mm-hmm. else is going to be bought online. Yeah, makes sense. You're Maybe not going to barbers. get anything from a moody dude in the uh, in the pub, are you? Yeah, that's fair. You can't get cheap fags from anyone. No, you're not going to. You're not going to go out to work holding a suitcase that becomes a table. I like to imagine that that boy can maybe get infected with Bitcoin. Yes, I start spreading through his through his body like that scene with the mirror in the Matrix. <laughs> <laughs> but it's just. It's just you can't infect that? Rodney with that. He's too stupid. He's too tall. Doesn't it, it? Doesn't it? Doesn't fill him all up. It just does his middle. <laughs> yeah, I'd be I'd be perfectly happy to never see Nicholas Lindhurst again. Oh, what was what was that other thing he was in? Good Night Sweetheart, where he was an awful man because he had two families, one during the war and one during now, and. He used he used his knowledge of the future to, to to lay incredibly high level bets and make money, and then he bought back memorabilia from 1950 and sold it in his shop as 1950s memorabilia. But he got it last week, so it was in really good nick. Yeah, he was lying to everyone, including both of his wives. It was awful. 
it just seems and like it just seems like a weird thing to have as your have we talked about this in the show before it seems like a weird thing to have as a main character like oh i found this time portal oh what, what are you going to use it for well profiteering and sex <laughs> crime oh, wow. and women oh so this is like some sort of like dark film or so no it's uh, it's it's on sunday nights uh, after country file it's, it's, it's going to be it's on prime around time. the time you're eating your tea yeah, 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 and it's about Nicholas. Lind- it was about Nicholas Lindhurst being so fucking hungry for that poon, he can't, <laughs> he can't resist nobbing a nineteen fifties woman. And yet, so he's got access to, as, as we've already established, he's got access to the gambling world of the past. Yes, and the artifacts in the future. Mm. And yet, he lives in a terraced house, which is awful in the in the present. Mm. And he runs an antique shop that nobody goes in. I guess I think I think you've you've you're skipping over the biggest problem with Nicholas Lindhurst's plan for time travel in that he could kill Hitler. He could kill Hitler. Uh, it would be possible for him to go back in time with with with, with modern modern technology and presumably I don't know like a, a, a soldier and kill Hitler with because like we we know where Hitler was. <laughs> yes. On many given days Although, by looking at German records. To be fair, the best accidental killing of Hitler in mm-hmm. English evening comedy... Niche? <laughs> yeah. Is Red Dwarf. Okay. There's an episode called Time Slides where they get um, they can make photographs that you can go into. Okay. And um, Crichton just develops a load of pictures, just loads, loads of random ones he finds. And one of them is of Hitler giving a speech. Mm-hmm. Um, and... Lister goes in and nicks his briefcase just mm. as a jape. Yeah, it's fun. Opens his briefcase, eats his cheese and onion sandwich because you would. Um, yeah. And then um, Rimmer, who obviously knows a lot about this, mm-hmm. questionably, mm-hmm. Um, it then explains the fact that somebody put a bomb in the briefcase. So he saved Hitler's life. So he, he no, because then he drop kicks it back through the portal and the briefcase ah, okay. hits Hitler. Good. Okay, that's so nice. it goes off properly rather than failing, and that's that, that, that's a, such a British way of handling that. Oh, I'm terribly sorry. Have your briefcase back. Accidentally killing Hitler. Yes. Yes. It's just not like, that game. Accidentally killing Hitler. I. I think like Hitman, but all the levels are Hitler. Yes. Why well, didn't they Hit, do that? That means what? Hitler man. Yes, what's the thing? Like, Sniper Elite is a very long-winded, boring game, and then you it's shoot so someone tedious. in the skeleton. Yeah, like you and I tried playing Sniper Elite, and it was not. I I seem to remember at one point you turned on you turned on a generator to make a banging noise so I could shoot someone. Yeah. Without without, and I was like, ah, I'm, I'm all right. I'm cool. I don't want I don't want the accessory for my gun to be a big generator <laughs> on the other side of the map. Or I'm, lightning. I'm, they like I'm, lightning a lot. Yeah, I want a silencer. That sort of thing, you know, or like laser laser pointers, or two of it. <laughs> anyway, we've 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 gone a long way from the point here, which is we are going to make a game where you are traveling time assassin Nicholas Lindhurst. <laughs> you've got you, you've got, and as you say, poon hound. Yeah, poon just just voracious poon hound, and you've got like the the you've got two stats which are fuck and kill. <laughs> And it's it's a honey heist hack. If and with you, those two stats, you must maintain a successful antiques business. 
that, that's that's the challenge, you see. So if your fuck meter ever, like if if your fuck score ever reaches six, then you uh, you simply you uh, you simply stick around until the sixties when things got really crazy. <laughs> and if your kill meter ever reaches six, then you are taken down by uh, chrono police. <laughs> well, then you're all out of fucks. Then you're yeah, you're all out of fucks. I, I came here. I came here to fuck women and kill Hitler and I'm all out of Hitlers <laughs> and I've gotten them mixed up <laughs> my fury are looking very tasty today <laughs> I'm going to put that down on the maybe pile because I really I, like the idea I do of like that one, yeah of, play, of, of, like, of really drawing a line under how absurd Goodnight Sweetheart was <laughs> I do want to know, um, John Harper's written in this week. Y- yeah, that's fair. We should probably Senpai wrote in. My, uh, the, uh, I'm going to say the, the originator, I'm going to say, of the one-page RPG uh, with lasers and feelings. And, I mean, I think everyone is John is the real originator of the one-page RPG, but motherfucker forgot to put his face on it. <laughs> <laughs> no one knows he wrote that. So, uh, so John Harper wrote in, and he says, Push it to the limit too, colon, unlimited. Which is just a mix of two of the greatest songs. Yeah, well, sorry. It's a mix of a good song and a bad song. Which one's the good song? Push It to the Limit is a great song. A, a, a song about Looney Tunes characters. Also, Too Unlimited is the band. The song is No Limit. That's true. Uh, and it is Drek. I would encourage you, dear listener, to go back. Oh, I recognise that song. No. No, it's bad now. <laughs> It, was, it wasn't great then, and God, things have gone take, wrong. A video taken inside a pinball machine. It's mm, literally it's not okay. They shrunk them down and trapped them in there. Some say they're still in there. <laughs> Fun fact: Two Unlimited um, uh, had an album out in 2016 called Real Things. <laughs> what real things did they talk about? Wait, was it sorry. living inside a pinball machine? Sorry, tell a lie, Chris. They put out three albums in 2016. No, Real Things, No Limits. Um, and get ready. Wow, That's terrifying! All, do, all the I songs sound the same. Sorry, Karen. Oh, like my my favorite uh, my favorite piece uh, from their from their 2016 album, Real Things, is Info Superhighway, uh, which is a song about wanting someone to email you. Oh, mm. but you know, buy two unlimited. <laughs> Yo, baby, hit me up on that BBS. Yeah, that sort of thing. Sorry, what what were you going to say? My apologies. I wonder if we actually read too much into this. Mm-hmm. I wonder if it's just the song "Push It to the Limit" too, unlimited, and we've read too unlimited into the into the question. Oh, maybe that's maybe because that, he yeah he's American, isn't he, or mm. Canadian or what have you? He's from there, not here. So maybe where this where, where this where this too unlimited tragedy happened. So I think this is actually a song rather than a game, in that you know um, that Godspeed You Black Emperor track, which is technically infinite. Yeah, there, there, there is a there is like a latch put on the on the record player, so it just keeps playing the last few bars over and over. It's that, but for push it to the limit. However, it, <laughs> shepherd tone. We we algorithmically generate increasingly um, limit proximus <laughs> <laughs> things for them to happen. So like like several hours in, they're talking about how you're really close to the danger zone at this point. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, 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 sorry. Like you're 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 actually nearly over the razor's edge. It's just it's just audio edging. Yeah. <laughs> there is no drop. 
<laughs> Can we just look at the first stanza? I don't know what they are. Chapter? Of, of, Verse? That's the one. I've forgotten the word. Yeah. Um, of Push It to the Limit, which is, Push it to the limit, walk mm-hmm. along the razor's edge, but don't look down, just keep your head, or you'll be finished. Yes. Which is clearly about the Wally Coyote. The second verse is open up the limit, past the point of no return, you've reached the top, but you still got to learn how to keep it. What is opening a limit? <laughs> I assume it's like opening a throttle. Oh, I see. Right, gotcha. Or disengaging a choke? So, I assume it's John, a car reference. I I do like the idea, like like theoretically, the idea behind this of a game which takes the ideas espoused and push it to the limit, and then simply removes the limit. So, so in fact, the first one just goes push it to the limit. Instead of push it to the limit, it's push it, which is a different song. Yeah, that's I, push it real good. I I'm concerned if you push it to the limit too much, is that just fucking up? If you push it past the limit, is that this failure? Is the absolute limit. This is it. I, I've had it up to here. I, I'm not sure this is a game or a song. <laughs> I think we just read it because John Harper said it. So, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna draw your attention to another verse here. Mm-hmm. Uh, welcome to the limit. Take mm-hmm. it, baby, one step more. The power game's still playing, so you better win it. Now, crucially here, welcome to the limit. Come in, sit down. <laughs> There's nothing oh. over there. We're oh done. my god, sit. You must be freezing. Come in, I'll get you a cup of tea. Welcome to the limit. <laughs> is, that, is that your preposterous motor car outside? <laughs> god, are your feet bleeding? Have you been walking on the razor's edge? Good heavens. You want a pair of shoes at least? Why are you walking on razors? That'll at least damage the razors. It looks like you've, your hands are bloody. It looks like you've hit the wheel and doubled the stakes. Can I, I get you some tea? Is that a roulette wheel or a steering wheel or both? Well, either way, you were using your hands to hit it, and you shouldn't. Yeah, stop hitting the wheel. It's bad for your hands. Oh, my days. Anyway, welcome to the limit. Uh, we are essentially a little chef. <laughs> Let uh, me run you a hot bath. We have a hot bath in back. We do. Like olden times, like witcher days. Now, the bath isn't official. That isn't on the books of the little chef, so I'm going to need you to uh, keep it on the DL. <laughs> You'll need this. This is my room key. This is my room key. And I will, if, if you'd like, I will pull you off in the bath. <laughs> we don't get many visitors here at the, at limit. the limit. Only people who've pushed it here. Um, so, yeah, there's you, Scarface, and John Harper. <laughs> However, do have more coffee. It is unlimited. Darren Kumka writes in. Kumka. Alchemy and Ink on Twitter writes in. Uh, L-A-D-S, lads, but it's an acronym. Oh. Lads. A large and dying son. <laughs> but, a... but, so, they've sent Earth's best. They've to, sent Earth's to, available. To, no, they've sent Earth's best. Right, okay. To try and save our son. Mm-hmm. So all life on this planet will be extinct. Yeah. However, some lads on a bender... Mm-hmm. Got into the ship and hit the oh. hit, hit the on button. <laughs> so you are wankered on a stag party, and your Earth's last hope. Oh, I really love the idea of like it's it's been built to be really simple. Yeah, like like they had to get like they 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 a lot of people have died 
uh, on Earth. And so it's like, listen, this is our best. We've got some, we've got some scientists, we've got some soldiers, we've got people who are who are ready to rock and ready to do what what needs to be done. We've built it to be really easily understandable. And these lads, these LADS, are so drunk, so wanked that even like even, that the most basic operations are very hard for them. Yeah. Look at Kevin, he's mooning the sun. I. <laughs> I think it might be quite a bittersweet game because you would destroy the Earth. Yes, yes. Or, or maybe I guess just sort of, sort of pull through. I also worry how long you could roleplay being drunk for. True. Well, just be drunk while while playing it. Oh, Chris, it's a LARP. It is a LARP. Yeah. Um, it's, it's it's Artemis Bridge Simulator, but while you're <laughs> wankered. Yeah, but you're playing such drinking games of drinky drinky plum plum, mm-hmm. where you um, as soon as somebody gets up to go to the bathroom, you uh, put your plums in their pint. It's not really drinking. You've just got wet plums. Yeah, and and your balls in a drink. Who comes off worse on that one? The person oh who owns the pint or the person with with beer soaked balls? The person who owns the pint, Grant. Well, I guess so. I just I don't want to put beer soaked balls back in my trousers. Well, I mean you'd bring a towelette. Oh yes, okay. So, so, sort of dab yourself off. Not an idiot. You know, you're drunk. You don't. I really, efficient. I really like the idea of a team full of a team of people who are not equipped to be there and are actually operating below normal parameters. Yes, like the, doing they, something they, hugely they are important. chemically retarded. Yes, I like that. I love that idea. Do you have anything you want to put forward, or do you want to like? Do you want to? Do you want to pick one that we're, we're going to develop, or is, is there anything that you've seen this this month, know, this, like, this week? The the hubris of man dealing with the lads is kind mm. of this this resonates with me. I like that. I, I I really I quite like the idea that maybe some of you are playing mission control. Yeah, like um one of those uh party games where there's two rooms. Ah, two rooms of the boom. Yeah, like that, and you've got to send people backwards and forwards. It's a mega game. It's a mega game. It's a day long mega game in which you are trying to get Three sales executives who are really drunk, just out of Nando's, to try and destroy the asteroid that is, that is coming to us. Well, no, it's, it's, it's trying to get, you're trying to get something into the sun to reignite the core. Right, okay, yeah, they're, they're trying to drop a fusion bomb into the sun. Yeah. Um, Somebody and- is riding that. I, I, I'd also, I quite like the idea that actually, like, that's, that might be the sixth game of Lads... Okay. Are you right? Because they just keep getting into the ship. <laughs> so the first one is just like it's 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 Yolden times, and they've just gone on a boat by accident, and oh, it's the Titanic. Like, or they have to settle South America. <laughs> yes. So it's so essentially it's Civilization, the video game. Yeah. Yes. Yes. It, it, it's Civ. So you go through the tech trees in this game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You go through eras, and each each time there's a new era, there's a new problem, and unfortunately your descendants are also drunken louts. Rather than having skilled diplomats, um, at some point an, an alarm goes off, and it turns out the lads are here. <laughs> because at that point, after you've reignited the sun, you've got the next game, which is the world's first alien diplomatic delegation. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, Steve's there, and he's got one of his nuts out. Oh, they're wearing those weird pl- plastic fake boobs on top of their t-shirts. Where did they get them from? They're in Who space. Who those? The worst. But the idea, the idea of a mega game, but but all the people involved are fucking idiots. <laughs> yeah, just, just except for like, I like the idea that there's maybe two people 
who mm. are hyper intelligent. Yeah. Like like mission control in the in the lads game. Yeah, mission control. Sorry, yeah, mission control. Who are who are mainly the players. Half the players in mission control they have full capacity. They can talk to the lads, etc., etc. Oh, the red but button. The red button. The the lads uh, are operating one two drink minimum, and mm-hmm. two uh, very heavy glo- uh, very heavy um, gloves, drunk goggles. Um, j- jump suits. I'm thinking jump suits stuffed with pillows and stuffed animals to try and simulate how difficult it is to move when you're drunk. <laughs> yes, and, and in uh, zero gravity. Yes, so some sort of rig. One of that plane that goes up and then you get two minutes of zero that's gravity the, as it expensive, falls. That's an expensive. That's The vomit comet. That's it. But yeah, I'm, I'm down with it. All right, that's us. It's lads. It's lads. That's astonishing. I'm down that's with it. That's us. I think that's there's something rather fun about that. Thank you for listening to Hardy Dice Friends, episode 100. Mm. A very Just a real cash episode 100, yeah, like a ham just, thrown into a hippo's words. mouth. Yeah, worse, man. Yeah, it's only 100. Like, what? Yeah. Whatever, yeah. It's, it's, it's just, quite, just, quite a bit more than 100 now. It's just, it's just, it's just two years of content. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> Thank you for listening... Thank you. Yeah, it's it pretty hard work. Thank you for listening to Hardy Dice Friends. Thank you for listening to the episode so far. If you have to up, up to a hundred, it's been it's been a strange two years. It's been a rocky and convoluted road. I don't know what we were planning, but it wasn't this. No. Uh, but it's been it's been genuinely wonderful to meet so many nice people through the show and to make friends and to have a community online which we can hang out with and chat and like really talk to and support each other. And thank you for that. Thank you for giving us cash for this, and thank you for asking questions and throwing in your ideas for games. And it's been, it's been really lovely. So thank you. And also, crucially, thank you for being nice people. Yeah, thanks for being nice people on, on the Discord, being nice to each other. Like the level of support between people that don't know each other except for the podcast yeah. has been lovely. We have had nearly one argument in the two years of running that Discord. <laughs> yeah, nearly one. Nearly one, and then and then like we walked in and was like, actually can we can we keep it civil please? Yes, thanks everyone. Tops. Thanks, thanks for being cool. You're the best. Um, we have been Grant Howitt and Chris Taylor, and we will continue to be them. Uh, if you like, if you like this, and you want to give us some money, you can go to patreoncom forward slash Hearty Dice Friends. You can come and hang out in the Discord. We have some exclusive episodes which you can listen to if you're a patron. Uh, you also can go to Twitter and follow us at HDF Podcast. And then, like, tell your friends. Tell your friends about how funny and, and cool and tall one, we are. Really? Yeah, tell... How pretty t- I am. Tell your sexiest friends about this... Just this hot slice of ass Chris Taylor. Mm-hmm. Just a real hoochie-coo. Just, just a real dangerous burn marks on his ass, Chris Taylor. Yeah. Yeah, a bad man, Chris Taylor. <laughs> Not a bad man. We love you very much. And remember, just talk to them. Just talk to them. Bye.